Thank you, Brother Steve. Good morning. If you have your Bibles, find your place as we continue in worship in 1 John chapter number 3. 1 John chapter number 3. Good morning. If you're a guest with us here today, if you're joining us online, may the Lord bless you. We miss you. We hope that you'll be back with us when you can. And as you're here today, if you're a guest, again, as we've spoken before, please let us know if we can do anything for you, minister to you in any way. These days we're talking about a very important subject, one that impacts the life of every believer who is here in the room today. And that is this topic that I'm calling dead to the world, living dead to the world, learning to live for God in the world. That's what we're really talking about. What does it look like for followers of Jesus to live our lives for the glory of God, for the cause of Christ in this world? Well, we've gone to several places to look at that. We come again to a very familiar place in 1 John chapter number 3. Uh, the, the issue at hand is for us to learn the importance of our place in the world. And also to recognize how the world feels about followers of Jesus and about our Lord Jesus Christ. If we come to have a true understanding of how people are and how they react, how the worldly system and those who are living in unbelief, how they understand us, it will help us know how to witness and share with them. So I believe as your pastor, these, uh, these uh, times we're having together on Sunday morning these days are extremely important. I hope that you'll review what you've not heard before because it's critical and I cannot, uh, for the sake of time, repeat every time all that we've said. We started in Galatians chapter 6. Paul said, I am crucified to the world and the world is crucified to me. I said to you, followers of Jesus Christ, if you, when you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, you experienced crucifixion. You died to yourself. You became a new person in Christ. You are a new creation now, but you died to the world. And the world crucified you just as you, uh, just as they crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a very important truth. The second truth we talked about was the importance of living if we're dead to the world and resisting, resisting the world. How do you resist the world? How do you resist conformity to the world? Well, we talked in detail about Romans chapter 12. Present your body a living and holy sacrifice to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and do the will of God. But then we came last week to 1 John chapter 2. If you'll find your place there, you're in chapter 3. Just turn back over to 1 John 2 and look with me again at what we read from 1 John. From John the Apostle, one of our spiritual fathers, he wrote these words to all of us who are believers. 1 John 2, 15. Do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away and also its lusts, but the one who does the will of God lives forever. Notice there, do not love the world. We talked about this in detail. Listen, my dear friends, you cannot love the world, its ways, its thoughts, its ideas, and love God at the same time. You cannot. 
So here we're reminded, do not love the world because the love of the Father is not in you if you love the world. If we love God, we will not love the world. That is its system. This is not talking about not loving people and believing that they need to be saved. This is about loving a system of life, a way of thinking and values and ideas that are antichrist, that are based on unbelief, that there is no God, that reject all that is true of the Word of God. So that's what we're talking about. Don't love that kind of a way of thinking, that way of living. Some of you in this room are captivated by what the world says about who you are, rather than listening to what the Word of God says about who you are. So today we come to talk about our identity. If I really know who I am in Jesus Christ, it will help me know how to live for Him in this world. See, if you're getting all of your signals about your identity and who you are and, and uh, how you're made and how you're to live and what you desire to do with your body from the world, you don't love God. If you go to the Word of God, if you submit yourself to the truth of, of God and you receive Jesus Christ and the gospel, it will change your mind. You'll desire to think in ways that God will teach you, not the ways of the world. So we have a lot to learn. So today our verses are verses 1 through 3 of 1 John 3. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us. Who's the us? It's believers in Jesus Christ. That we would be called children of God. We who are believers in Jesus Christ are called children of God. And such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us. Notice, for this reason... For this reason, that we're children of God, that the love of God has now been given to us in an extraordinary way. Because of the love of God, we are now children of God. Such we are in this world. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. So the focal truth for today that I'm going to focus on is this matter of being known and unknown. Known and unknown. Believers are dead to the world and we are unknown to the world. Believers are dead to the world and we are unknown by the world. How is it that the church through all of these centuries we seek to somehow try to appease, satisfy and please the world? We want just a little of the world in us so that we think the world will come to us to hear about Jesus Christ. It never happens. How important it is for us to see how our Lord Jesus, and I'm going to talk about this in the weeks ahead and you stay with me now, how important it is for us to learn to live like the Lord Jesus lived in the world. How important it is for the church to understand our place that we're not here to compromise we're not here to compromise the truths of the Lord Jesus Christ, the truths of the gospel, the truths of the word of God. We're to stand up and honor the Lord Jesus Christ by speaking truth into the world and into the darkness. When I talk about the world system, I want to remind you that that affects people in your family, your friends, your neighbors, strangers, the people you work for. The world system captures and traps human beings. Those of us who are born again, we have experienced a transformation. So there are three observations I want you to see. All I'm going to do is spend my time in verse 1. I am going to ask you to look at a, a one other place in your Bible in just a few moments. 
But I want you to follow along with me today because I really believe this is important for all of us, regardless of our age and how long we've followed the Lord Jesus. Believers, you are dead to the world. The world has already crucified you, just like the world crucified Jesus Christ. And you are unknown and insignificant, and you do not matter to the world. If we learn this principle, it will help us as we share the gospel with the world. So there are three observations. Number one, the first part of chapter 3, verse 1. Believers are God's children in this world. Look at it there again in your Bible. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God and such we are. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Secondly, you see in verse number 1. Uh, this second observation, the world does not recognize believers as God's children in the world. And we read here, for this reason, the world does not know us. And we'll talk about that for a few moments together. And then while you have your Bibles out, follow along now. There's one last thing, and that is this, that the world does not, our current world, our current generations, just as those that have come before, just as now our generations and those that will come after us until Jesus comes, the world does not know Jesus Christ. And the Word of God tells us here, John tells us, because it did not know Him. So those are the three phrases of 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 that I want us to learn about today. Let's go back to the first one here. Believers are God's children in the world. Believers are God's children in the world. Oh, that one day you came into this world. You were born into this world and everybody was happy. Everybody was so happy for you to be born. And there are pictures of your birth perhaps. And you have all kinds of stories that you've been told about how you, how you were born into this world. All of us were born into this world the way of the earth. We all are born in the same way, born into this world. Mother and father, all kinds of circumstances, good and bad, but nevertheless, here you are. You've been born. We were all born of the earth. We were born into this world by natural birth. But those of us who are in this room who know Jesus Christ, you have experienced a new birth. You have been born, as the Lord Jesus said, from above. You now have a new father. You now have a new father along with all of God's other children. You are a child of God. That is your identity. That is your identity. Listen to me. Some of you are spending way too much time listening to the world on the internet and on the news and reading stories and listening to the wrong people about your identity. Your identity, if you're born again, is this. You behold how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God. You were born from above. You have been born again. And because you've been born again, you've been given the right to become a child of God. Listen to what John chapter 1 says. As many as received Him. This is John 1, 12. As many as received Jesus Christ, to them He gave the right to become children of God. You didn't earn being a child of God. You weren't born a child of God. In fact, you were a child of the devil. You were a child of this world and all of its ways. 
You had to be born again. It doesn't take long for us to discover a precious little child born into the world still has that same self-centeredness and selfishness that all of us have had. So as believers, we've been born again with a new father, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So today, see, my Christian friend, you must pay attention. Here's something. You were born again while living in this world. You were somewhere on this planet. You were somewhere in the midst of the worldly system. Whether your parents were saved or not, whether your family knew God or not, you were born again at some place. It may have been Dixon County. It may have been some other place in the world. But you were born again. You were born from above. And you experienced now having a new father and having new brothers and sisters that you never had before. See, my Christian friend, how great a love the Father has bestowed on us. You know what the love is? He loved us enough now to call us His adopted children. Praise the Lord. Adopted children of God. How much better could it be? And such we are. You see, as children of God, such... Here's John's point here. Such we are in the world today. Such we are. We are children of God. Such we are in the world today. We love God. We do not love the world. We resist worldliness because we know it's not right and proper. And when we get too close to it, we don't feel right about it. We, we live like Jesus Christ would have us live in the ways that He lived in the world as His children. And we pray to the Heavenly Father. We resist the world by presenting our bodies to God as a living and holy sacrifice. If you're using your body to dishonor God by sexual immorality or ungodliness that's not designed and, and clearly given to us in the Word of God, then you are dishonoring God. We're to honor God with our bodies. We're to transform our minds by renewing them in the Word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to do His work in our life. And we're to do the will of God. We're not to do the will of the world. We pray to our Heavenly Father and we do good in a world that never appreciates it. We do good in unseen ways. We do good for those who will never know what we've done for them in the name of Jesus. That's what we're sent out to do as followers of Jesus Christ. Behold, see what great love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called the children of God. And such we are. We now glorify God with our bodies. Certainly you're not giving your body to do things that are dishonorable in your life today. Certainly you are taking care of your body as the temple of the Holy Spirit. And allowing God to use you. You're glorifying God in your body. While you have your Bible open there in 1 John 3, look at verse number 10. Verse 3, 10. 1 John 3, 10. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. You see, there are two kinds of children in this world. The children of God and the children of the devil in this world. How do we know them? How, how is it obvious? Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not a child of God. Nor the one who does not love his brother. 
You see, the Word of God teaches us here, my dear friends, this, that you are now a child of God living in the world. Why has He not taken us to heaven? Brother Steve just led us, the choir just led us. We're on our way home. We're on our way to our home to be with the Lord Jesus Christ in the glory of being with God in fellowship with all of His saints. But we are left here for now. You were saved. You were born again into this world and you're still here in this world. In this worldly system with all of its mess, with all of its confusion, as it continues to erode and devolve, as the world falls apart around us because Jesus is soon to come again. The reality is that I am a born again child of God left here in the world, not alone, but loved by God in this world Though, number two, the world does not recognize that I am a child of God. Let's think about this for a moment. Look again at your Bible, 1 John 3, 1. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God and such we are. We do the things that the children of God do in the world. But then he goes on and says, for this reason, because you live as a child of God in the world, in the world system, because of that, notice his language, the world does not know us. This word know is, a, is an interesting word it, in the original language. It has the idea of being recognized. It has the idea of a, of a knowledge and an understanding. You see, as followers of Jesus Christ, the world does not know or understand what it means to be saved. They can hear us talk about it. We can describe it. They can actually see there's a difference, but they, they cannot understand that spiritual truth or reality in their lost condition. Before you were saved, you didn't understand it either. The world does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the new birth and all of this matter of being born again seems to be rather silly. The world does not value the new birth because the world says you just train yourself, you educate yourself. You, you look out for yourself and you get along and you make it your own ways. The world does not recognize spiritual reality and spiritual things. And the, the world ignores the believer as the child of God. In fact, because we talk about Jesus Christ, because we talk about God as children of God in the world, we actually are not appreciated for it. We are hated for it in many ways. We are not recognized or appreciated for being followers of Jesus. Now with your Bible, just for a moment, go, to, go with me to a very famous place, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We need to take a moment to look at this. Let's get, let's get Paul's perspective of this same statement. That for this reason, the world does not know believers. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. And I'm going to let Paul just say these words. I won't comment much, but I want you to see what I'm saying here. What John is saying. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, the world cannot know who you are because you have now become a spiritual, born again child of God. And they do not understand spiritual things. First Corinthians, Paul's talking about here preaching. That is telling somebody about the cross of Jesus Christ. And how it seems so foolish. And he goes on and he picks up verse number 6. 1 Corinthians 2.6. I hope you've found your place. Now Paul says, now we, talking about all Christians as we share the gospel and talk about spiritual things. Yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age. See, we talk about things, we talk about God's wisdom. 
not the wisdom of the world, nor the rulers of this age who are passing away. It didn't come from this world, what we talk about. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. Notice they cannot understand it. For if they had understood the wisdom of God, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Things which eye has not seen. These are the things we talk about. Things which eye has not seen, which ear has not heard, which have not entered into the heart of man. All that God has prepared for those, notice who love Him. For to us believers, God revealed them through the Spirit. You're a child of God. All of a sudden now, you have special knowledge the world doesn't have. You have awareness of God and the things of God that the world doesn't have. They do not have the capacity to understand. You have it because of the Holy Spirit. Verse 11, For who among men know the thoughts of a man except the spirit of a man, which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God, no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now, verse 12, we believers have received, notice, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Praise God. Which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Verse 14 is the point that I want to get to, but a natural man. That's the way you were born into this world, a natural man or woman. You were born into this world. You're a natural man or woman before you were saved. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. A natural man or woman does not, a lost person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to them, and they cannot understand them because they can only be understood because they are spiritually examined. You see, this is the condition you find yourself in with your neighbors, friends, family members, strangers, acquaintances, all around, those you work with in this world we live in. They cannot understand what it really means, what it really looks like for you to be a child of God. So it's important for us to see this in order to learn how to share the gospel and be God's people in this world. The Lord said it a little bit more clearly. In fact, back over in 1 John 3, now that we see this, that, be, that uh, unbelievers do not accept us and know who we are, John goes on to say here something very powerful in verse number 13, 1 John 3, 13. I say it now to this church. Do not be surprised, brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. You see, the world cannot understand us, and so the world hates us. The word hatred is a word that means to detest. To, to, to detest. This is a very real thing that we see in the world all the time. For followers of Jesus Christ. You see, the only way that you experience the hatred of the world is if you stand up for Jesus Christ. If, you, if you're mealy-mouthed about it, if you're somewhere in the middle, if you're lukewarm and you just talk some God words and you say blessed and you just say little happy thoughts, but you will not stand up and declare the Lord Jesus Christ is Lord 
and you will not stand up and declare, I am a follower of Jesus Christ and I am a slave to God and I have surrendered my body, my physical body and all that's in me to honor and glorify God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. And I follow Jesus Christ, my Lord, all the way in my life, whatever comes in my life. You see, when you talk like that, all of a sudden you start sensing from the world a lot different emotion. The Lord Jesus said, in John 15, 18, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it has hated you. The church has had a real hard time being hated, with the, hated by the world. We want to fit in with the world. We want to somehow accommodate to the world. We want the pleasing smile of the world. We want to be approved by the world. So we've always thought through the ages, well, we'll be more like them. We'll, we'll talk like them. We'll, we'll be careful and not scare them with truth. We'll, we'll get them to come in first and then we'll tell them it never works. That's a compromising church. That's a compromising Christian. What did the Lord say to those churches in the book of Revelation? To the first one, he said, you've lost your first love. You love everything else, but you don't love me. What did he say to the last of them? He said to that church, you're lukewarm. I'll spew you out of my mouth. There's nothing. You're not hot to be. You're not cold to be warmed up. You're not hot to be even warmed up greater. You're lukewarm. You see, you'll not experience. I'm saying something very important for you to hear. You'll not experience the detestable feelings of the world if you live like the world. And a lot of Christians say, I don't really want to be like that. I, I just want to kind of be in the middle. You can't be in the middle. You have to take a side. You see, if you come to church and then you curse all week like your buddies, then you're a compromiser. If you come to church and you read your Bible and sing praise to God and you cuss your neighbor and you... You gossip and speak hard, horribly about others and destroy their character behind their back. What are you? That's what the world does. That's what the world does. No, you see, we must understand that if we follow Jesus Christ, we died. And the new person in Christ stands courageously, young and old, school, work, family, wherever, and says... I am now a follower of Jesus Christ. Do to me whatever you choose. But I will follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. You see, the world does not know you. Believers in the world are not of the world. Listen, the Lord Jesus said it this way. John 15, 19. If you, believers, were of the world, the world would love its own. You see, that's what you do. If you're trying to run with the crowd, run with the world's crowd, why would you do that if you're a child of God? You have a new father. You have new brothers and sisters. We need each other. We don't run with the crowd anymore. Because you're not of the world, I have chosen you out of the world. Because of this, the world hates you, John 15, 19. You see, believers are hated because we declare the name of Jesus Christ. Look, we live in a time in the world where you need to be more bold about speaking and actually saying the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to the people you work with. You need to say His name. 
You need to declare His name. You need to stand up and say, I am unashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to whomever will believe. We must say we are unashamedly followers of Jesus Christ. You see, the unknown church is in the world, but we are not unknown to our Heavenly Father. Aren't you glad to know that today? You see, you are loved by Him. You will have what you need. You will have what you need in this world because you are a child of God. See what great love the Father has given to you that you would be called a child of God. And with that, John means everything you need, everything that you have to have. You are here for a purpose. You are here to share with others your Heavenly Father and His love for you through Christ. And such we are. And regardless of the hatred and the feelings of the world, the world already crucified you when you said, I am a follower of Jesus. They're done with you already. If I can learn to live that way, that's how our missionaries in the past have gone to the ends of the earth in great sacrifice. Because they did not go worrying about the applause of the world. They went counter and cont contrary to the world. But I leave with this last phrase. We must get to it. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God and such we are for this reason. The world does not know us. When you leave here today, just remember, the world doesn't know you. The world doesn't know you, doesn't appreciate you. And if you get aggressive about the Lord Jesus Christ, they're going to hate you. And because of this, we know this because, last phrase, verse 1. They did not know Him. It was interesting to me, uh, a few years ago, it was more predominant. Now the media is pretty well taking care of it. But there were times in the past, we'll just use athletics. So in the athletic world, you'd find some of these young men who were playing ball and some young women who were playing athletics. And at the end of the uh, contest, they would win and they would give on, on the media, on news. Uh, they would give honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Well... That got to be a real problem uh, for the media. We don't, we don't want to have that. So, so just, like they, just like they used to uh, silence curse words, they certainly now want to make sure they silence any mention of the name of Jesus Christ. I ask you again today, are you afraid of the name of the Lord Jesus? Well, you should be if you're not saved. You should be. But you see, when the name of Jesus is spoken, there's power in the name of Jesus. And when you speak the name of Jesus in any place, the light comes on and people must decide, what am I going to do about Jesus? What am I going to do? And some of our young men who play athletics and women, uh, especially our uh, young men, I notice that some of them now, in order to not be deleted again from media, they just put a cross right on their face. That's good. That's good. It's, it's communicating a very important message. I am a follower of the crucified, risen, ascended, coming Lord Jesus Christ. I am in this world, but I am a child of God. And you can hate me just like you hated Him. 1 John 4.3. It's right there in your Bible right in front of you. Every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. Are you reading your Bible? Oh, well, these are nice people. They're very moral. They do a lot of good things. No. Let's again read what the Word of God. Every spirit that does not confess Jesus 
is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. You see, you can be religious, but you don't want Jesus. You can be a real nice group of people to be around, but we just don't want to talk about Jesus. Don't talk about Jesus. This is the spirit of Antichrist of which you have heard that it is coming and now is already at work. You see, the Lord Jesus was rejected by the world. He came to his own. John 1. How many times have you heard this? He came to his own and his own did not receive him. How sad that is. He came to the Jewish nation and they rejected Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the same is true now. When you speak in the name of Jesus Christ to someone else, remember this. They must, they must determine if they will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved or not. 2 John 1.7 says, Many deceivers have gone out into the world. Those who do not acknowledge that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the antichrist. You see, the devil wants people to just, they can be religious they just can't follow Jesus. They just can't surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. When I surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ, it changes the way I talk. When I surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ, it changes the people I associate with. When I surrender to follow Jesus Christ, it changes the values I have about what I want in this world. When I follow Jesus Christ... I love people who love God. I have new associations. The people I used to run with in wickedness, I'm not interested anymore. And because I love the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm a believer, I learn how important it is, listen, for us all in this room to remember this, because the world hates us because they hated the Lord Jesus, you know who you need? You need your brothers and sisters in Christ. When will the church learn to quit fighting each other? We need each other. Every last one of us. We love one another because we've been so loved by God. What do we need to remember today as we close? Well, believers are born again, children of God. We're no longer children of the devil. You're, you, you're having an identity problem. If you're still living today and thinking, well, I'm going to have a little religion mixed in. So this is what's the danger of living where we live. We hear a lot of things about religion. Some of you have grown up in churches, your mamas and daddies and others and people were involved. And some of them have been preachers, missionaries. That's wonderful, but that doesn't save you. That doesn't make you a Christian just because you have a religious heritage. And just because a church says they're a church, I want to know what they say about Jesus Christ. Did you hear what I just said? I want to know what the church says about the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to know what the people who go to that church say about the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, this is the mark. This is the mark. Children of God are loved by God in a hating world. I really don't care what the world does. You say, Pastor Mike, what if I've got my job and because I'm making a stand for Jesus, they're going to fire me? Well, do you think God loves you? Don't you think God will care for you? Don't you? Are you? Is the Lord unaware of what you're going through? That you're struggling through? You see, you must determine if you're going to stand for God and for the Lord Jesus Christ or if you will compromise. God knows His children even though they're unknown in the world. Who wants to be known by the world? Why has the church wasted so much time? God isn't trying to make you famous. God isn't trying to make you famous. Our job, 
Our job is to live as God's unknown people, children of God in the world, and make Him known to all in our generation before Jesus comes. So live dead to the world. This is how you use this in your life. Live dead to the world, the hatred of the world. Who cares about it? You're dead to it. They've already crucified you. Love God, not the world, and expect and celebrate when hatred comes. And may we all continue to do what we can to make the Lord Jesus Christ famous in our days, to whom be the glory and honor forever and ever. And I say this to you. I try to say it every week. The Lord is near at the door. The Lord is near at the door. The time is clicking away. The time is coming to an end. The Lord Jesus Christ will soon come again. The Lord is at the door. And you know what the children of God pray in this world? Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus.